Hello and welcome to the March 2009 issue of The Lancet Neurology. Richard Lane here with TLN editor Helen Frankish to discuss three items from the March issue. And Helen, let's start with the express study. And this is looking at stroke prevention after a mini stroke or TIA, transient ischemic attack. First of all, Helen, why is this an important area for clinical research? Well, stroke is the second leading cause of death globally, and about a quarter of strokes are preceded by a TIA or a minor stroke. And about one in ten people who have had a TIA or a minor stroke will go on to have a recurrent stroke within seven days. So it's important to diagnose and treat patients who have had a TIA or a minor stroke quickly in order to reduce their risk of a recurrent stroke. And Helen, just comment briefly about the nature of the Express study, because they have reported uh, data before. So where are we now in the process? Well, the Express study was a population-based before and after study in Oxfordshire, UK, looking at the effect of urgent assessment and treatment of patients with TIA or minor stroke. And in phase one of the study, the researchers, led by Peter Rothwell, set up a daily TIA and minor stroke clinic, and GPs referred patients with suspected TIA or minor stroke to this clinic. And in keeping with usual practice in the UK, the clinic was appointment-based, so there were delays in receiving referrals from GPs and arranging appointments with patients, and the doctors in the clinic didn't start patients on treatment, but instead made treatment recommendations to the patient's GPs. And in the second phase, the clinic was changed to one in which no appointments were necessary and GPs were asked to send all patients with suspected TIA or minor stroke immediately after presentation. And if the diagnosis was confirmed in the clinic, doctors there started the patients on treatment straight away rather than simply making recommendations to their GP. And as you said, the primary outcome of the study was reported in The Lancet in 2007 and this showed that there was an 80% reduction in the risk of early recurrent stroke in patients who attended the phase 2 clinic compared with patients in phase 1 clinic. The paper that we have in this month's issue shows that as well as reducing the risk of stroke the clinic also reduced the risk of fatal or disabling stroke so strokes were less mild compared with in the phase 1 of the study and just one patient had a fatal or disabling stroke in phase 2 compared with 16 patients in phase 1. And one of the most striking findings in in the study was that costs were also lower in phase 2 of the study and there was a saving of over £600 per patient referred to the phase 2 clinic. And the researchers suggest that by extrapolating these results across the population of the UK, this would prevent about 10,000 strokes each year and save the NHS about £68 million. So just to be clear, how clear-cut is this cost-effectiveness and you know, what do you think the implications are in, in the short term for, for policy? Well, there are some drawbacks to the study in that it wasn't a randomised control trial, but a before and after study. So there may be some biases that weren't accounted for in the study. But as the authors of the accompanying commentary point out, most experts would agree that there is now sufficient evidence that patients with TIA should be treated urgently. And it's now time to translate these results into practice. And the commentators go on to conclude that the prevention of recurrent stroke 
in patients with TIA will always be suboptimal as long as we fail to equate the management of TIA and stroke with that of acute coronary syndromes and hopefully research like this will help to raise awareness of this underrecognized but common condition. Next up, Helen, let's talk about another research article. This got all the media attention a couple of weeks ago when we published the study online. And this is looking at the potential of stem cells for the treatment of multiple sclerosis. This is always a very topical issue, but I think it's worth pointing out this is a phase one stroke phase two study involving 21 patients. So it is preliminary. Can you just give us a little bit of background here? What's the kind of theory that these investigators are testing? What's the potential action or mode of the stem cells in MS therapy here? MS is an autoimmune disease in which the immune system attacks the central nervous system causing destruction of myelin which is the protective sheath surrounding neurons and loss of nerve fibres and most patients start out with relapsing remitting MS in which symptoms are intermittent and reversible but after about 10 to 15 years of this relapsing phase most patients enter a second phase in which symptoms become progressive and stem cell transplantation is a treatment that's gained a lot of attention in the past few years And in this treatment, patients' defective immune system is suppressed by a treatment that removes the damaging autoreactive cells and the immune system is then replenished using hemopoietic stem cells from the patient's own bone marrow and this, in effect, resets the patient's immune system. And in this study, the safety and efficacy of this treatment was assessed in 21 patients with relapsing remitting MS. And patients had relapsed within the past 12 months despite treatment with interferon beta. And after an average follow-up of about three years, 81% of patients, that's 8 out of 10 patients, showed an improvement on the EDSS scale of disability. And all patients were free from progression, so they showed no deterioration on the EDSS. And 16 patients were free from relapses. And in terms of safety, the treatment was reasonably well tolerated and all of the adverse events that did occur resolved after treatment. Clearly some very encouraging results. What are the next steps? Well, as you say, it is very preliminary data, and importantly, there was no control arm in the study, so the data must be viewed as preliminary. But nevertheless, the results are very promising, and we await confirmation of these results in a randomised control trial, which is currently underway by these authors. And finally, Helen, let's discuss my favourite word of the week, (laughs) penumbra. I didn't know what it meant before. I think I do now, but you're going to tell us all about it. It's to do with the review in this month's issue. When a patient has a stroke, surrounding the ischemic core of the infarct is a small rim of tissue that can remain viable for a few hours after a stroke and can still be saved if the blood flow is restored reasonably quickly. And this area of potentially salvageable tissue is called the ischemic penumbra. And the only available treatment for stroke is only licensed for use up to three hours after a stroke, although clinical trials have suggested that treatment is effective up to four and a half hours after a stroke. But it's thought that if you can identify patients who have the ischemic penumbra, these patients might be able to benefit from treatment up to about nine or 12 hours after a stroke. And this review discusses imaging methods to identify patients who have penumbral tissue, as well as other criteria that might be used to identify those patients most likely to respond to thrombolytic treatments. Many thanks, Helen. Those are three of the highlights from the March issue of The Lancet Neurology. Thanks to Helen and thanks for listening. See you next month.